Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We are going to be playing Call of Cthulhu tonight. We have another new scenario by Oscar. It's called an Eldritch Infestation. It's tied to our previous campaign in a way, sort of. We're playing uh, my character is returning, Harry Santon, along with Georgie Prince, Jesse's character. We're adding uh, Alex with us tonight. I'm playing Cedric Rossini. So I'm just going to kick it over to Oscar because I have no idea what's happening, and uh, we'll figure it out as we go along. Okay, one second. But I kicked it. Like, when I kick it, you, you are. Like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you are summoned to the uh, offices of your former employer. Um, I'm just trying to find the architectural firm. Do you remember where Dale Trevor works? Uh... I don't think I have notes for that game still, actually. That's so much. Okay, it's the architectural there. firm of Pierce, Wade, and Trevor. And you are uh, meeting with the junior partner, Dale Trevor, uh, who you've done some work who uh, Harry has done some work with before. But um, have you shared any of the details of that with Georgie? Not that you need to. Um, if we've done work in between, I probably would have shared them. Like, man, you're not going to believe this crazy shit that happened, right? Like, <laughs> well, we'll, mean, we'll if, say, we'll if say we that, haven't, then I would tonight, right? Like, when we right. get the call, I'll be like, oh shit, let me tell you about this, right? So he brings you in, um, Cedric. You're, we're going to say you're right out of college, and you've been hired by this law firm. Because, well, they're not a law firm. They're an architectural firm. They do a lot of buildings, but they're starting to get into acquiring properties and doing renovations. So they're trying to have on-site engineers that can assist the architects in the planning stages, but also ex and inspect properties. So Dale, you know, brings you guys in after hours, you know, in the office. He does the whole, you know, he's got he's ordered like uh, a six-foot sub from the local deli and he's got like you know soft drinks and uh jar pickles and you know he's got basically a little spread in his office i guess it's the 1920s okay so um he says so do you guys want to eat and talk or you just want to enjoy you know just eat and then we'll we'll talk about the assignment it's nothing you guys can't handle i'm more than happy to uh to eat and uh, talk uh okay. See for those, who, up your for those who have not met Dale, Dale is a man in his middle 20s, uh, sturdily built. Um, he has a full beard. And when you're up very close to him, you can notice there's a slight facial droop on one side and an indentation. And you realize that the beard hides some kind of a deformity or scar. Hmm. But he hides it very well. He's also, and Cedric, you would have picked up on this. He's a junior partner because he's very talented, but a lot, about half of the office kind of keeps their distance from him. And you've picked up the scuttlebutt is that because um, he's a piney. He was born in the Pine Barrens. So basically it's like um, New England redneck. And you're like, but, but, you know, you see a degree from like an Ivy League school and all of these architectural awards. So he's done amazingly well for himself. But, you know, he's he's a piney. So uh, a lot of the old money people really shun him. But he's doing quite well for himself. In that case, I'll decline the sandwich because I don't like mixing business and pleasure. Well, you work here. You're actually a co-worker. Yeah. 
I will still decline the sandwich. Okay. So he Georgie, says, Georgie like carries like a good six inch knife on him most of the time because of the dock work he does on the side anyway. So he's already got that out and is like cutting <laughs> a piece of the sandwich off. He's like, oh, I, he actually, oh yeah. I'll. He actually digs in and he kind of goes away from his desk and he sits almost in like the lounge area where there's a table and he kind of brings you guys all around. He goes, okay, so um, there's a piece of property we've come into possession of. A uh, beautiful house on it. Um, got the property for really undervalue. We think that we can do something with it. I'm really torn about starting from scratch or renovating. I mean, renovating a quick flip would be the easiest way to get our investment back. Tearing it down, building something new. That was our original plan. I'm trying to see if the renovation is worth it. Um, Cedric is the engine is one of our new engineers. He's going to assist you guys, uh, with the investigation of the property. Now, the reason I'm sending you guys and not Cedric alone is the house has a pretty sinister reputation. Well, you don't say what do you mean by that? Okay. So I don't know much. It's called the Sullivan mansion. Um, it's in the hills on above Oyster Bay on Long Island, beautiful piece of property, a little remote up into the hills. But it's got great views. Um, it's a Mansard-style house, three floors with a basement. Um, it's a little dilapidated. Uh, no one's lived there in quite some time. It was built by, uh, and he's looking through his notes, uh, Kenneth Sullivan, who was in his time a brilliant physicist, worked at Harvard, uh, Fiance died, uh, inherited some property from his great uncle. His work took a strange turn um, and he was uh, dismissed, some say. He was officially resigned from Harvard. Some say he was forced out um, because he started developing some really strange, um, I guess you would say, uh, occultish kind of uh, physics theories. Uh, became obsessed with uh, Einstein's theories, um, non-Euclidean equations, folded space, time travel, that sort of thing. So Harry at this point has stopped eating, taken out his notebook, and is like furiously scratching out notes. <laughs> He's not talking as fast as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's, uh, uh, he's delving into the kind of uh, Pythagoras way of thinking at this point. Right. Little, uh, little, little math, little magic. Right. Um, and there are groups that do that, you know, but um, not really my area of expertise, which is why I contacted Harry. Um, I'm happy to meet you, Georgie. He said that you've done this sort of work before. So-and-so, yeah. Great. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, he vanished in the house. Um, no, but his body was never found, uh, reverted to the state. Um, the state sold it and, um, the people living there, uh, lived there for a very short time, uh, said the house was haunted, heard lots of strange scratching, crawling around, could never find the source of the sounds, lived there a very short time, um, possibly a, a week. Um, they weren't even living there full time. They were renovating um, and decided just to dump the property. Um, sat vacant for a few years after that until a. Um, here's where it gets really interesting. A couple of kids 
ran off, got married, couple didn't approve. Um, girl was from the wrong side of the tracks, that sort of thing. Uh, Lawrence Ripley, and he's going through his notes. Rita Felton. Lawrence was never, they, they, Rita was found in very bad physical state. Um, she'd been, it says that she was burned or maybe, um, she had gotten too close to some kind of, a an explosive device. There was some, a lot of trauma on her body. Um, Lawrence was never found. She was found crawling away from the estate. Uh, police looked into the place and said finally had been uh, squatting there for a few days. Um, she died of systemic infections, never really gained lucidity. Um, and apparently from the rumors I've heard, uh, she died screaming, they were crawling all over me. Now, I'm not really keen on renovating a haunted house, if you believe that sort of thing. Um, but I don't know if you tear down a haunted house and build a new house on top of it, is this place still haunted? Or if there's a logical explanation for all of this, it could have been, you know, it could have been a moonshine still explosion that caused these wounds. Um, I don't know if the police ever really took a careful look at the property. Uh, the locals seem to really have a hands-off approach to the uh, Sutton estate. So it came up on, it came up on auction. We picked it up really quickly um, for almost next to nothing, and we don't know what we want to do with the property. So um, your report will help the firm determine what exactly direction we're going to go. Um, how how far back was a um, was Kenneth Sullivan? When did he build the house? He had the house built. Uh, as a as a place to kind of spend his winter months, like long breaks when he was not teaching, quiet place to do research. Um, it was supposed to be, you know, the honeymoon cottage, but his fiance um, passed away. Um, natural and, and, causes. Well, when was that? How, how how old is the house? The house is about thirty years old. Um, mm. He lived in it for about ten years before his disappearance. And did they find anything when he disappeared? I mean, was there like, you know, pentagrams? Was there like stuff burned in the floor? Or did he just like, he just wasn't home? Um, from what I've heard, there weren't any rumors about him being involved in anything. I don't know how carefully the house was actually checked by the police. And I couldn't get a hold of the police report. But again, it's a 30, it's a 20 year old case. So I don't even know what the police would, you know, there, there probably aren't any police working who even remember this case. Um, they just remember the house's reputation. Harry, that's what okay. Exactly... Harry's here. It's pretty good at getting into back rooms of police stations. Yeah. What exactly kind of contractor are you, Harry? You don't seem like uh, a, he's a private, a, investigator. private investigator. Oh. Okay, I, they so... did some work uh, uh, before for, uh, for Trevor. Okay, so we're trying to find out if this place is still haunted, so we can decide to renovate it or not? Well, still haunted, we assume it was ever haunted. I don't know that it was ever haunted. This could all just be, you know, hey, that crazy profess physics professor who lives up on the hill. Um, and you get the locals just spinning yarns. Sounds and then like you a get case of mental illness. 
Well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of a breakdown after the loss of his lady. Um, and the two kids who were there, you know, the 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 boy was never found. So um, I don't know if the if you know there's a body somewhere in the house that nobody bothered to find. Um, but again, locals uh, locals won't go near it. When when Cedric says it's a case of mental illness, like Harry takes a sip of the of you know whatever the soft drink is, you just see him smiling around his cup. <laughs> so young and naive. Oh, oh poor summer child. <laughs> you know, his eyes kind of flick over to George. He's like, mm? Alex, mm-hmm. these two have seen some shit. I really I don't know that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they're like, oh. yeah. We Georgie and I share a moment. <laughs> right. Fresh out of college. <laughs> Fresh out of college has absolutely no idea that the no life experience. Yep. <laughs> Harry, you're driving, right? Uh, sure. Do I mean? Do you have a car? I don't know what we established. I think in the f- in in the other game we established he didn't have a car just because he lived in the city. Because we went up taking the train up to Boston and then up to Kingsport. All right. We're going to say that um, the couple that you assisted have now moved out to California um, where they're, you know, she's making a movie and he's doing set designs. (laughs) And basically because they weren't going to drive the car to California, they've given you his old car. Okay. Cool, cool. So, I mean, it's nothing fancy because it was just his beater car to get back and forth to work. Right. But they were like, hey, you know, why don't you hang on to it for us? You know, call it an early Christmas present. I mean, they're they're rolling in. They're making bank now. So, right. Um, a beat up model. Model A is nothing to them. Okay, cool. So he says, I can give you the keys. I can give you the address. Um, I can give you a map. And I can give you a uh, a copy of the deed. If anybody goes poking around this asking why you're there, you'll have you know papers allowing you to be there. Now, with all the uh, diligent police work they've done in finding Lawrence Ripley, uh, I doubt any police are going to be interfering with your investigation. Uh, what's the local jurisdiction out there? Because I'm going to want to stop in and just see if I can't get my hands on that report. He tells you where the police station is. It's a town over. Okay. I'm going to have to search the public records for maybe uh, zoning and blueprints of this house. Okay. Um, we're going to say this is Thursday night. He says, if we could wrap this up by Monday, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, man, I can't see why not, right? We go walk around the property, make sure everything looks copacetic, uh, you know, so he, Knock set, on some Cedric, of the doors, he tells him to windows. make sure that you're making time and a half yeah. uh, for all weekend. Great. Um, and Harry, uh, 20 a day plus expenses. Yeah, it sounds like you should do it. This doesn't seem like it should be uh, too complicated. Um, if you can get me the report by Monday morning, there'll be a $5 bonus for both of you. Nice. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that 20, 20 or 10, 10? That's 20 each. I need this done fast. And just <laughs> kind of nod at him then. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it done, boss. Takes a bite of the sandwich. All right, then. Um, so he finishes up and, you know, 
locks up once you guys leave the office. It's now like 8 p.m. Thursday. And he basically tells you, take the rest of the sandwich with you. <laughs> Georgie's already like... Stick the six-foot hero. Feed left. <laughs> that, that, that could feed you guys for like two days. Right? So I mean, Georgie's lunch every- for the week. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Everything he's is like. I, he expensed the lunch. He, he didn't give a shit. It's like you know the firm's paying for the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like. I guess as they're leaving, then uh, <coughs> uh, I think he just says to Cedric, like, "Hey, uh, you know, so we'll uh, we'll pick you up in the morning. You know, we'll, it shouldn't be too far of a drive. Right, Long Island's not that far. No." Um, you know, pack an overnight bag. Uh, oh, you can see Cedric is packing something, but it's not close. It's just like all like <laughs> operators manuals and like <laughs> permits and all that stuff in binders upon binders. He's he's a nerd. Okay, right. so um, so we'll start. Where do you guys want to meet tomorrow? It'll be Friday morning. Um. So, Jordy, did you do you just get around? Like, you can meet me at the office. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we want to leave a little early, you know, mind if I just, like, bunk on your couch, or... Um, yeah, you, you got everything you need, you you crash in my place. Yeah, yeah, again, he looks at himself, looks at the sandwich, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I got everything. <laughs> yeah, if you could pick me up from my apartment, then that would be great. Yeah, no, that, that that's fine, he, you know, writes down the address and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there anything we want to check out here before we leave? You want to hit like, uh, you know, pull some old papers. You want to hit like, uh, you know, public records, anything like that before we get out of here? I believe the public records would be available there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. most likely if like if you're looking for maps or blueprints of the house or any kind of records concerning it, it would probably be better to look out there in that area. Yeah, um, because I mean. You know, Oyster Bay from Manhattan to Oyster Bay, it's kind of like even today, it's almost like another world. Hmm. Um, so this is now, and back then, most of Long Island was, you know, horse and potato farms. So, yep, I've got my best suit on, pomade, slick back the hair, and my clipboard. All right, so we're gonna say you get up early, um, you know, you pick uh, Cedric up. You guys head out. It's a bit of a drive because, you know, the roads aren't what they are now. But, you know, I'll be a dick. Roll navigation. <clears throat> or who's the navigator? Who's got the road map? I mean, I'll probably, Georgie would probably have the map if Harry's driving, right? You're yeah. not like driving with the map in your lap. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Unless you have points. Do you have points to navigate? <laughs> I mean, I'm a 10. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> So uh, uh, how do you how do you feel about technical drawing? Holy crap, that's a nine! You actually <laughs> made it. I actually made it. A so nine somebody out of gets 10. somebody gets to roll points in navigation, I guess. Yeah, if if, if, <laughs> if you live. <laughs> wow. All right, so um, there's a lot of weird, you know, road closures and and you know old country roads and. Um, you almost get a little lost, and Harry's like, "This cannot be the right way." And Georgie's, like, "It's the right way." You're like, "This cannot be the right way," and all of a sudden, I'll be damned. And you pull into the town of Oyster. You're, you're getting to the area. Do you mm-hmm. want to go to the town over and look at the hall, the public records, and the police station? Yep. Yeah. 
because the town itself doesn't really have all of that. All right, so you pull in. We're going to say because of Georgie, you're there right around lunch. So it was a pleasant, you know, pleasant morning drive. I can save my sandwich. Alex, I'm going to make you like a luck roll, and I need you to drop a 12. Okay. Uh, Past luck roll was 23, and you said you wanted me to reduce my luck by 12. I rolled a 12. No, and a 1d12. I rolled a 12. All right. Merry Christmas. This is taking place in December. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, luckily, it is not snowing. Oh, (laughs) thank God. Nice. Okay, so now you realize why he wants this wrapped up really quick, because they're trying to finish up for the year, and he really wants to get the property report just sorted out before Christmas week. So we're going to say it's like early December, like that first week of December, that first long weekend in December. Mm-hmm. So you're out and uh, you've hit the town. And, um, you know, so where do you want to go? You've uh, marked the, you know, Hall of Records, public library. And um, uh, make another make another luck roll, Alex. 50. 50. So I passed. Okay. Um, which would you rather? The hospital where uh, Rita died, or the offices of the area newspaper? Uh, the offices of the area newspaper. Okay, that's in this town. Unfortunately, the hospital where Rita died is like 45 minutes, uh, you know, 45 minutes east of here, west hmm. of here. No, east of here. So if you wanted to go talk to that, that'd be another, you know, a side trip. Um, but you've got a few choice locations if you wanted to do research here. Um, uh, hey, Georgie, you want to drop me off at the library? I can do a little background search on uh, maybe some of the uh, some of the the records that they got on here. If you want to hit up the uh, either the police station or the records or whatever you got, I'd love to see the public records so we can split up. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll drop you guys off and then I'll head over to the police station. So I will, I will drop them wherever they need to be. And uh, does yeah. it, is Cedric coming to the library? Or do you want to go to the the Hall of Records like to town like hall. Town Hall? There's also a, the newspaper place in this town. There's also the true. Yeah, so maybe we can meet up afterwards. But actually, it's almost three. People like to get off work early on Fridays. Well, it's lunchtime, right? So it's, it's lunchtime. Like, yeah. It's like noon. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Just be wary of that. You okay. want me to drop you right over at the uh, at the newspaper? Then I'll drop Georgie. No, the... I'll, I'll go to the town hall because I know these people like to take Fridays off earlier. Okay. Okay. So, so you're in you're in East Norwich. All right, Georgie, you're at the library. Okay. Yeah, Georgie's going to the library. Library, okay. newspaper, and police station. Police station. Yep. Okay. Who wants to go first? Huh? I'll go first. Okay. So you're at the library. Um, you enter, it's a, it's a rather small library. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, a guy about your age, thinner, you know, sweater and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, seems to be the, um, the librarian. They're doing a, a children's reading hour. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you basically uh, have to sit through him doing Twas the night before Christmas to all of these uh, <laughs> these kids, and after and he sees kind of you like lurking, and he kind of like holds up his hand like, "Hey, just give me a bit." Um, make a luck roll. Uh no, you fail. 
Okay, so while you're standing there, someone kind of catches the vibe that, you know, you might be an unsavory element. Because, <laughs> I mean, you are a... I don't know where they get that idea from. Okay, are, are, you, are you carrying a concealed weapon in your jacket? Right now, I well, I so I have my I have like the work knife on me, but the, my only other weapon is a Winchester, which okay. I don't think so I you don't have, have the rifle, but you are carrying. Yeah. So the knife is <laughs> easily probably in Harry's trunk. <laughs> but you get some sideways glances, and yeah. some of the moms kind of step away. Uh, it kind of oh, huddled yeah. together, and they. Yeah, I mean, he's got like he's got like the long dock jacket, probably like one of the, like uh, the like fedora. the little workman's cap. Oh yeah, like like like, 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 the, like the golf cap, just like grungy hands. Gotcha. Like, oh yeah, you're like screaming dock worker. Yes, exactly. Okay, <laughs> which actually isn't weird for Oyster Bay, but okay, but they you know they know you're but an hanging outsider. out in the library during children's reading hour. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the library librarian comes over. And he says, uh, sorry about that. You know, uh, duty calls. Got to keep the doors open. Uh, James Fisher, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm here with a friend where um, he he's got uh, some some people looking into a property uh, up around here. And uh, we were just kind of stopping in, seeing uh, seeing if I could find uh, any information, you know, any little records that you got. Uh, on the house so figure oh. it's kind of popular you know you might have uh archived papers sure we could like probably that. have Maybe some of that. What, uh, what's the where's the property located is it in it's this the town? um was it? it's that uh it's that it's that big hoity-toity science guy was it the the sullivan house oh. <laughs> the spook house oh um yeah we've got some stuff about that uh let me point you in the right direction i think we have some newspaper articles from when those kids uh, uh, when uh, Ripley, Lauren, Larry Rip, Rip, Larry Ripley went missing. Mm. Um, so he kind of steers you in the right direction. Um, and he says, "Holler if you need any help." Um, will do. Which, Thanks a which lot. will which will allow you to re-roll with a bonus dice if you're if he's forced to help you. But your first yeah. library use roll is going to be on your own. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that is, oh, hmm. Thing we use, I rolled a 23 out of 20. I think I'm going to use the three luck to bring that down to a 2020. Okay. So I'll do that. All right. You, you confirm a lot of the information you've already gotten. Um, mm -hmm. Two kids were, were squatting there for a few days. One of them went missing. The other was found, you know, with strange wounds. Um, some kind of a fire or an explosion. She died, you know, two towns over. Um, she was, you know, deranged from the, from the pain. Um, and the wounds were so extensive that, you know, there was a systemic infection. A um, lot of uh, mudslinging about the Ripley family because they were well-to-do and the Feltons who were not. So it was like this, uh, this kind of like wrong side of the track girl, uh, got herself knocked up and ran away mm. with the Ripley boy. And then her mobster bootlegger kin did him mm. off. And so, so like she, she uh, seduced him and, and pulled him down and all right, that kind of right. garbage. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're getting that the local rag is, is truly and honestly kind of a rag. Right. Um, 
but you know it does confirm that <clears throat> you do not find anything earlier than that with just a, okay. a basic you know on the dot burning three luck point success yeah um so you've been here roughly an hour did you want to All remain right. and try again on a different topic yeah i'll i'll um he wants to kind of get a little more into like the original owner and like the building of the house. And if, you know, at that point when he's kind of looking around a little bit, he will go to the librarian and ask if he could like kind of, you know, tells him exact more like what he's looking for. And it's like, you know, just wondering if maybe make you a, have something a, in the make back, a, make or... a charm or make a charm check. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ugh. Uh, no, 85. <laughs> okay. He's like, unfortunately, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of like, you know, three things with, uh, all the events coming up. So I don't know if I can step away from the counter to, to help you look for that. No, that's, um, you take your, you, you take your time. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to run. I saw a coffee shop a little bit up the road. Gonna get there. Uh, get me, get myself a cup of Joe, and then I'll be, uh, I'll be back. You know, you. So, don't worry about it. He says, make a luck roll. Uh, Thirty six out of fifty two. He says, spot me a cup of coffee when you come back, and I'll give you ten minutes. How he many goes, sugars you like? <laughs> he says, he says you're a peach, and he kind of tells you his order, and uh, <laughs> we'll get back to you on the second roll. Sounds good. Okay, Harry. Yes, sir. Police station. He uh, he rolls in. Uh, you know, kind of takes it in. Looks see if it's like a, you know, little, little Hicktown office, or if it's more like you know they're they're actually on, like more professional. You would say it's it's half a dozen of one, six of the other. They're not. It's a little town. It's a little town, but they're taking their job seriously. You can tell that they're not lax. Right. He so then he goes he goes in for the schmooze then. Um and he goes and he uh, just, How can I help you, sir? Uh yeah, um, I'm hoping that you can. Um you know, I I got um took a job. Uh my name is uh Harry Stanton. You know, he produces his business card. So you know, private investigator based out of New York. I just took a job for uh for for Dale Trevor. There's a company out of new york there it's a architectural firm uh there's a pro- piece of property over here in oyster bay i'm uh want to check out see if there's uh apparently somebody went missing by the name of and he you know flips through his notebook kenneth kenneth sullivan uh house was built about 30 years ago guy disappeared just, uh the the sullivan house the professor's house yeah, yeah. I was just looking to see if, you know, maybe I could uh, take a look at the report, you know, just try to get some information. He wants us to go up and investigate the property. He's, he's one of, one of the other one it. of the other officers walking by says, Hey, isn't that where the uh where that Ripley kid got off? Yeah, yeah. It, so they say. Some squatters I heard, right? Yeah, squatters is a you know, they were they were hiding out, um, playing house, that sort of thing. I don't know if squatters is the right word, but yeah, they were they broke in to get a you know get some privacy, I guess. Uh, parents didn't approve of them, hmm. but uh, Kenneth Sullivan, um, I don't know if we have much, um, and that's what's really your focus on, not the uh, 
not the Ripley Felton matter. I mean, if you got some information, I take that uh, on that as well. I mean, so tight to the same property. Make a psychology roll. All right. Uh, hopefully, can do that. Uh, my psychology <clears throat> is sixty-eight. Ooh, sixty-five. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says, "Well, I don't know how much I can really help you then." I uh, I don't mm, I don't know like what would be the uh, he he kind of. Lean pulls you forward. Yeah, he he says, uh, Ripley family really doesn't want any of this dredged up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, no, you know, I understand. And he, like, he pulls it, you know, lights a cigarette, offers a guy a cigarette, says, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, all completely, uh, you know, in house. This isn't anything that's gonna, gonna get out to anybody, like, uh, you know, my, my client is just looking to see whether or not maybe it's to be better to knock the place down or if it's got good bones, you know, maybe they just rebuild it, you know. All right. Make a make a charm check. All right. Ooh, charm. That's, I had to make a persuade check. <laughs> well, no, because you didn't ask for it. You didn't really ask. Well, you didn't ask for anything. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah. kind of I mean, said, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. You're you're just trying to assure him. 48. Of, oh, I'm sorry. 48 out of 30. I don't know that I want to spend 18 points. All right. All right. So he says, well, uh, I could bring you up the file box from that year. Hey, that'd be great. Um, uh, just grab that desk over there. Um, I can't let you take any documents out of the office, but I can let you go through the box for like an hour. Oh, that'd be perfect. I'm sure you, I'm not going to be in your way or anything. No, no, just um, an hour. Uh, you know, guy who sits there is coming in at uh, at two. So if you can just uh, finish up whatever you need to, let me go get you that box. Hey, if you if you grab that the the, the Sullivan box too, I'd, I'd I'd appreciate it. Oh, that's the one I'm bringing you. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. Um, so he brings you a box of stuff from that. It's literally like you know uh, a box, and it's just every case they had that year. Right. Um, for like three years. It's like that range. Um, so you're definitely going to have to make a, a library use roll to find anything on the Sullivan House. Okay. I will do so. Uh, or I will attempt to do so anyway. My library use is 69. Nice. 14. That is a... Is that a hard success? or It's a hard success. Better? I can make it an extreme. I'll spend a point if it matters. Um, I will tell you more if you spend a point. I will spend a point. I just did it. <laughs> okay. Kenneth Sullivan, brilliant physicist, fiance died, work took a weird turn. His great uncle on his mother's side was Hugh Morris, left him a book collection. And after the, after inheriting these books and, um, the death of his fiance, um, Bridget, his work took a very weird turn. He was forced out. Um, he actually published several papers, and in one of the uh, one of the articles, it actually says that um, as part of his research into um, these e- non-Euclidean equations, um, he actually rented a room in Arkham for three weeks. That was said to. Uh, that the the angles of the room didn't match up, and it was rumored to have been the home of 
uh, one Kaziah Mason, a reputed witch who was uh, imprisoned and escaped from Arkham in the 1600s. <laughs> like there's just like a pile of cigarettes in the air <coughs> by the time he's done. <laughs> um, also, it says that he was an avid painter hmm. and could have been a professional painter had he not been a physicist um, and actually have had some works um, sold and, and um, displayed. But his, his artwork took a very disturbing turn. And um, towards right before he vanished, some of the paintings that were found when they searched were said to um, cause vertigo when viewed. Are there any <coughs> photographs of the pictures in the file? No. Um, does it note where the pictures were taken to? Like I, just that when they searched the house, they encountered the art. And they found it disturbing, and that some people experienced vertigo, but not what. No notice of what they did with the artwork or where it okay. is now. Right. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be then from the collector, right? Like if the <clears throat> disappeared and all that stuff stays in the house and it gets sold. And okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then your hour is up and they come for the, the box, but you made good use of it. Yep. Okay. So now we are at the newspaper. Uh, public records. Public records. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm guessing you want the map. Yes, I do. All right. So, um, you know, how can I help you? Hi, I'm Cedric Rossini. I am a surveyor and engineer for Pierce, Wade and Trevor. And I'd like to check out a map for the property on Oyster Bay, owned by Kenneth Sullivan. Do you have a Do you have a business card? Yes, I do. Um, they take it, they paperclip it to the logbook, and they ask you to sign in. Sign in. And they said sign here, and it's yep. basically you're not going to remove anything, you're not going to damage anything. And they said um, so. They bring you in, and they like. Um, so, what documents can we help you with? Oh, I'd like a blueprint of the house as well as any zoning diagrams for in case they owned any other parts. Okay, so they're going to say that that's going to be um, a $1 fee for them to help you pull the records. Okay. Um, and then if you want a copy made, um, they can have a copy drafted um, and you can pick that up, you know, later. On Monday? Yeah. <laughs> Make a luck roll. Okay. Uh, 76 failed. On Monday. All right. Well, no copy required. I okay. will have a notepad and I will sketch whatever dimensions that the okay. map will provide. Make a library use roll with a bonus dice because you have someone here helping you. Okay. Uh, that is a regular success. And one, one item. Actually, make a spot hidden. Sure. I'll spend five luck make that the signature on the blueprints is a r a k s there's there's like no company it's just this one architect who has drafted these plans up mhm mm okay and it's initialed ks yeah probably kenneth sullivan if he made it himself <clears throat> right all right, so you found that relatively quickly, but you spent some time making the sketch and the copy. So yep. you now have a blueprint of the house. Excellent. I'm quite pleased with myself. I will pay them the $1 fee. Okay. All right, so you guys want to reconvene? 
Do we want to do Georgie's second roll? Oh, Georgie, you come back and you can do a... uh, a, Yeah, right. I forgot about that. So you're going to do a second roll on Kenneth Sullivan. All right. And because so because he's helping, do I get a uh, the bonus yep, die? Yeah, you get or? a bonus die. Yeah. All right. And all it cost you was fifteen <sighs> cents for a cup of coffee. Nope. That bad, huh? Sixty six is my lowest. I got a sixty six and a ninety six. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, you're not gonna find anything more. Yep. But at least you're getting extra points in navigation. Woohoo! All right. So you guys can reconvene. There is a a diner here. Um, you guys passed a, um, a boarding house that they actually had room for rent with meals. If you guys wanted to get a room or you could go up to the house and just get, you know, unpack your camping gear. Do we, we expense this for the company? If we take the boarding house. He did say it was plus expenses. All right. So we're good. Yeah. I was going to say, if, it, if it's not that far, then we probably go here. Right. Cause it's got heat. It's got food, water, right. showers, you know. Okay, so you guys can go to the room in the boarding house, get a uh, a room. Uh, you know, there's one large bed and a fold-out couch. Or you can get a pair of rooms if you'd rather. Yeah. I mean, it's on the company dime, so we might as well. Right. <laughs> so you get a pair of rooms. Uh, they tell you that dinner will be, you know, lunch is going to be served. Well, you've, said, unfortunately, you've missed lunch. But uh, dinner is at five sharp. All right. Um, I yeah. I think Harry just is like. Uh, so do we want to do we want to chat in the car on the way up, or uh, do we want to share info now before we go? We should probably get uh, at least eyes on the property today, right? Like he wants us wrapped up pretty soon, so we should at least uh, go take a look. So you're gonna go up now and wanna, then come back for dinner. Do we want to actually go to the newspaper offices before they close? Uh, because it is Friday. Oh, and we might as well see the, the house tomorrow when it's nice and bright out. Because we don't want to have our... It is December. Sunset okay, you're gonna to, to get there, you're going to need to make a drive roll to get there quickly. Um, and uh, then you'll have like one hour before the newspaper yeah, closes. L- let, let's have our navigator uh, available do that tomorrow when it's nice and sunny out. Yeah, oh, no, the, the paper's fine. not open on the weekends. Right, that's why we're going to the newspapers today. We're going to okay. do it now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was Harry, my reasoning. Drive roll? Oh, Jesus. All right, uh, let me pull my sheet back up. Drive You'll make roll. it either way, but this will depend on, this will determine how much time you have there to, to fart around. Uh, 49 over 20. Okay, so it takes you longer than you would have liked. Um, and as you're going in, it's literally like, They've got half an hour left on the clock, so they're not happy to see anybody come in asking questions. So they're like, how can we help you? Does Alex take the lead? Because if not, then Harry would. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the lead, and I'll be like, uh, hello, we're actually private investigators and surveyors interested in the Kenneth Sullivan house over on Oyster, Oyster Bay. And I will actually slip a couple, like a dollar or two. Okay. And how can we help you? Well, we'd like to learn more about the situation with Kenneth Sullivan, what he was known for. If he was uh, a known physicist, he'd probably have some of his articles written about. Uh, alternatively, you can tell us about uh, Ripley and the, the Felton case. That's a lot of articles to pull, um, but I, I and we are closing in half an hour. Right. Is there anything we can and do then, to help? As you, as you slipped him the two, the two bucks... 
he like has his hand on it and he just glances down at his hand. Okay, then I would look towards Harry. Do we want to know more about Kenneth for the well, Harry just slips him another five. He takes it and he says, I suppose I could work late. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually locks up when everybody's leaving. He said, just hang out a bit. Uh, there's coffee in the break room. Um, okay. So after everybody leaves, he pockets the seven bucks. Um, That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is an extreme <laughs> lot of money. Um, at $15 to one, that's like, this is his Christmas bonus. Yep. So he basically says, oh, yeah, I can help you pull articles on that. Um, so we were going to need three library use checks with three bonus, with a bonus dice each. All right. We all want. I want roll. each one of you to roll. Okay. Nice. I don't know how Georgie got so smart because he's crap at using books. Extreme. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm going to spend two luck to make that a success. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say you're going to get the three pieces I was going to give you, even though Georgie boned his because uh, Cedric, Cedric got two. Cedric <laughs> got two. You see an art. See the article that got um, that got him canned, Kenneth Sullivan, and basically he was saying that. Through advanced mathematics, physics, the lost art of numbers, um, it would be possible to not only travel without moving, but to travel through any point in a given timeline so that one could basically travel through time and space with, uh, with little to no effort if one could just unlock the equations and in the article, it had said that he had been experimenting on such things and had achieved some limited success. Um, and then the very next story is like, Harvard professor retires suddenly after, you know, um, and a lot of uh, articles about perhaps the, the influences of his, of his dead uh, infamous uncle, Hugh Morris, you know, known in the circle, <laughs> known in occult circles, um, uh, you know, as, as, as you know, the black painter, yada yada yada. So that was like one. Um, two, you find the report on the Rita Felton, and it says that there was a room that she. One of the things he babbled about was that there was a room in the house that was boarded over and it said, do not enter death awaits inside. And that they, the house was infested by strange glowing insects that seemed to wink in and out of visibility. And that uh, it's these insects that caused her injuries. And um, she never says that Lawrence died. She says that they vanished him. Did we ever get like um a picture of Lawrence and Felton. Um, and the third piece is a, a actual photo okay. of uh, both of both notables. So you see, you find photos of Kenneth Sullivan and his dead fiance before she was dead, of course, and uh, photos of Rita and um, Lawrence. Hmm. Well, this has been a very and, good use for our time. And the third is a very recent story about how 
there were two sets of bids on this property with the architectural form narrowly beating out a New York publisher who was seeking to purchase the house because the property comes with all the property comes with everything in the house. It's apparently it's still fully furnished. And the person that was bidding against the architectural firm was a New York publisher called Golden Goblin Press. <laughs> nice. So, um, so we're just so we don't metagame, everyone make a no roll. Failing that, Which you is, can roll your Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, and no it's roll. An I, it's INT, yeah. Yep. Uh, 53 under 70, so that's a success. Failed. Okay. Harry knows that Golden Goblin Press is a New York publisher that press, that publishes a lot of occult books. Uh, Harry, roll your Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. Uh, I think I actually have a little bit of Cthulhu Mythos. By now, you, you definitely should. A 10. 35. Not spending no. that much luck. <laughs> George, you've got some Cthulhu. George, you got some Cthulhu Mythos. You can roll that. 86 out of 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that's not the... Let's hope that's the only 86 of the night. Right. <laughs> okay. And Cedric, you have no dear summer child. You have to get the little <laughs> points yet, but we're gonna we're gonna change that. I hope. Okay, Man, it's so, right on the tip of my tongue. It sounds so familiar. At this point, you have missed dinner at the boarding house, hmm. and it is like night now. It is like full dark. I think we go to the diner then. Okay, easy to find a diner. Easy to get some dinner, um, and you know, check into the room, the boarding house. So, um, but I I think over dinner, right? So like. Like I think it's it's info dump time, right? Like so, we all share information, and then you know Harry Harry says you know to to the group, he says you know um, George, I'm not sure if I told you about this or not, but uh, I worked for Trevor a little little ways back. Uh, he had this girlfriend. He wanted us to look. He got this letter. You know, we wound up going down to the Pine Barren, Cedric. Uh, you might want to keep this little close to the vest side because it's not something that uh, he's really going to want to talk about too much. Uh, and then he thinks about it and he really looks at Cedric and he says, um, <laughs> you know, Cedric, what, what's your experience like? What, do, what have you been up to? What, what, what kind of things have you, uh, have you seen? You're, you're a young guy, right? Oh, well, I, I spend most of my time in the library at Boston University. And uh, what do you mean, things like traveling? I haven't traveled well, a lot. No, so um, so so Georgie's, uh, you know, he's a confidant and accomplice, if you will. Uh, we, yeah, your we, partners, we, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I pu- I punch stuff when he needs me to. Yeah. Punch. So so here's the thing, we uh. You know, sometimes, you know, as a private investigator, you know, you investigate things and sometimes you find stuff that's maybe best left not investigated. Um, There are things like dangerous stuff with the mob. Like you don't want to look into it too much. Well, there's always that. Uh, I try to steer clear of the mob as much as I can, you know, because that's a losing proposition right there. Uh, but um, there are things that happen, you know, so when I say that, uh, you know, the, the, the pictures, they 
created a sense of vertigo. It's not just that, like, you know, these guys had maybe like a weak constitution. It's more that um, there are things that happen that they're maybe outside of like the normal experience for folks, if you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to follow, Mr. Stanton. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you want to keep an open mind about things. Um, so when, you know, Trevor says that, you know, maybe this house is haunted, I guess what I'm trying to say is this house might actually be haunted. I mean, maybe there's these glowing bugs. Maybe that's a new species. Do we need to get an exterminator? Well, <laughs> if an investigator would, uh, would be beneficial, I would be all for it. But, uh. And his eyes sort of like flick over to George. He's like looking for a little bit of help. And he says, uh, like, there, chances there, are those, uh, those flickering lights are probably some kind of spirit or, uh, or malevolent being that's, uh, that's inhabiting the house. Wow. Really? You're buying into it. Okay. Well, so here's the thing, Cedric. We've seen a couple of things that, um, Do you have proof. Well, I mean, you know, we like he just kind of like waves his hand at Georgie, like, we we've seen things. Uh, well, until I see something, I'm going to trust in the fundamentals. I mean, don't that's a good in, plan. I don't gotta... believe in God. I only believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you yeah, got a good head on your shoulders. We don't expect to kind of like flip your whole world right now. But what we're trying to do is prepare you for what we're about to go into. All right. right. So just 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 kind of try to get your head around that a little bit so it's not as much of a shock when you eventually see like a ghost or uh or you know a guy jump out of a wall or something like that. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. <laughs> oh, he says that now. Okay. <laughs> we, just keep I, your head on your shoulders. You I know can't wait I mean? till tomorrow. I'm keep, keep your feet this. on the ground like it's uh you know, just, just, just be prepared, you know. Yeah, I've got my clipboard right here and my my manuals for all the standards and all he these notes. Takes a sip of coffee and, like, turns to look at George and, like, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> how big is Harry's trunk and can it fit a body in it to get back home? <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, what's your size, Cedric? In case they have to fucking... 65. Oh, he's going to be, that's a, you're going to need a big trunk. All right, it's so a, it's gonna be a tough fit. You guys want to do anything with the rest of the evening? Probably not. I mean, everything's gonna be closed, right? Like, like this conversation roll. may last for a while. Tell me right? if anybody like, gets a hard success on a luck roll. Hard success. Probably not. Oh, four. Extreme. Sixty-seven. Oh, <laughs> not me. Fail. Okay, Cedric. Um, your waitress takes a liking to you. <laughs> And says that there's kind of an unofficial holiday party going on at this spot she knows. If you got you and your friends were not busy, you know, she's got a couple of girlfriends that she could call. Holy shit, I've got an appearance of 70. So have right. you heard of the Sullivan House? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, if, if these guys are open to it. And she sure. says it, it's an unofficial tea shop. All the drinks come in teacups, if you take my meaning. Great. I know what you mean. Okay, so do you want to start tomorrow morning hungover after a night at the speakeasy with three local girls looking for trouble? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody roll your luck once more. I'm young. I'm like, God, 
Georgie's well, educated, but he's not smart. I don't know. <laughs> 45 under oh, yeah, that's a 26 out of 52. Uh, what? Okay, and you fail your luck roll? Yep. <laughs> with the 70? I you wanna, yep. You want to push that? The worst I can gonna... I can push a luck roll? Okay, sure. The worst that's, that's going to happen is you're going to get slapped. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Okay, you made that? Yep. Okay, so it is now 3 a.m. Oof. <laughs> Walk of shame back to the boarding house. Um, There's I need no every, shame. I need everybody to make a dex check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Coat barely slung made over that. my shoulder. <laughs> Did you all make Pass. it? Yep. yep. 37. Okay. Out of 75. No, nobody wakes up the house by stumbling up the stairs or or you know work fumbling with your key for 10 minutes as you're all inebriated. <laughs> um so you hit the you hit the bad room spinning. Georgie feeling no shame at anything that's happened this evening. And we're going to say that you don't crack your eyes open until 10 a.m. All right. Time to but it was in. it was it was quite the enjoyable evening in McLaudry's speakeasy. Nice. Wonderful. Let's nurse this hangover. That's some coffee. <laughs> Lots okay. of cigarettes. And get to work. <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.